You're listening to Spotlight on Business on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, here's your host, Laura Smith. Welcome back to Spotlight on Business. I'm Laura Smith. And sitting next to me is Nick Wise. He is with Remax Results. And he's also the president of the Board of Realtors for Elkhart County. And uh, so much more we're learning about. And we're going to be talking about this um, segment about the NAR, the National Association, not the NRA, the NAR, the National Association of Realtors. And um, I think I misspoke about something in the first segment regarding Rudy Yakum, the second district congressman, uh, choosing you to to be his sort of liaison with uh, the Board of Realtors um, so that he can represent more fully in Washington, you know, the interests of our area. But you said, no, Lord, he didn't choose me. Yeah, I was actually appointed to that position by the National Association of Realtors and the Indiana Association of Realtors. So Rudy got stuck with me. Um, so far, I think he's he's happy with that, though. We actually had an opportunity to sit down with him and his team and, and my team that I put together. Um, and he gave us a lot of his time just last Wednesday um, after he got out of a, uh, another meeting and on his way to yet another meeting. I was really, <laughs> um, really impressed by by him and by his staff and I tell you what, Laura, I think uh, if, if we could have, you know, known going into a little bit more about who was going to be replacing Jackie Walorski, I cannot imagine making a better decision than Rudy Yakum. He's, he's fantastic. He's incredibly bright and he genuinely cares. That's one of the biggest things that I left that meeting with is like, wow, this this person right here, he gets it. He cares. He's the absolute fantastic best person for the job right now. Well, as are you on your end of things with the National Association of Realtors. Tell us a little bit about what they do. I did meet um, somebody that your colleague there um, at, with the NAR I, at, at an event recently. And I was just so impressed with the work that you do. It's vast. Um, we, we might think it's just a, a group that represents realtors or whatever, but it's a whole lot more. Can, give us a background, please. Yeah. Yeah. So... So the NAR, the National Association of Realtors, is just that. Um, we represent realtors. And, and a lot of people don't know that there is a difference between a realtor and a real estate agent. So you can get licensed to sell homes and you can be a real estate agent. That does not make you a realtor. You have to be a part of this trade organization, which you probably didn't know this. It's actually the largest trade organization in the United States. Wow. So, and yeah. I didn't know either of those things. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So a, a big part of what it means to to join and be a part of the NAR is is a commitment to a high level of standards. And that be, you know, in the way that you conduct your business, but even more so in how you behave ethically. Um, so there are actually more stringent requirements with the NAR in my opinion, at least, than there are with Indiana state law and how an, a, a real estate agent can conduct their practice. They're really the ones that dictate what you can do, what you can't do, how you need to treat people. And if you violate any of those dictums, you can be fined a pretty hefty amount. I believe last I saw it was $20,000 per infraction. And of course, they can suspend your license indefinitely, which means you're not practicing real estate anymore. So good yeah. idea to stay on their good side and, and do things the right way. Yeah, but it keeps the standards high and um, it gives you guidelines. I'm sure, you know, it's a, it's a vast thing. And, you know, real estate is it's not for the faint of heart. I've heard that taking the test to become an agent is actually one of the hardest things ever. Somebody told me that it was 
harder than her getting her master's degree from Columbia University, you know, an Ivy League school in New York City, she said, was taking the real estate license. And so obviously, you know, you need smarts that go in there. But it is, you know, when you think about how you're affecting someone's life with with it with a transaction, basically, um, and that's incredible. But more with the NAR, exactly. So they chose you to be now affiliated with uh, Washington, uh, but Rudy Yaka more, more precisely in our area here. And what does that do for us in Michiana? Yeah, so it gives us a voice. It gives you a, you know, a seat at the table. And if you're not, if you don't have a seat at the table, then you're on the menu. I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> um, and I think that's absolutely true. You know, for for Congressman Yakiman and his his constituents, um, you know, to have that ability to communicate what's important in both directions, I think that's absolutely integral. They, you know, they being the Congress people that we have representing us, they have so much on their plate every single day, every single week, every single moment, really, that I think it's it's hard for them to keep track of it all. And they need, obviously they need an amazing staff, which he has, but they also need their constituents to reach out to them and say, hey, we're aware of something that's going on here, or this is how we see this affecting us if this legislation is passed. That voice is so valuable to them. Um, I can tell you this from from meeting with some of them now. They would rather hear from their direct constituents, us, and those are listening right now on the radio, they would rather hear from you than to hear the opinions of another congressperson. It means a lot more to them to know how things are going to affect their, their folks back home than what maybe their colleagues out in D.C. actually think and feel about legislation. Well, that's certainly good to know. And what else do we need to know about um, the NAR and how it's affecting us here? Yeah, so the NAR is is a national association, but it really breaks down into these smaller pockets. You know, of course, then you go to your state associations, but then even from there, like in Indiana, we have, you know, more than a dozen different local associations that make up that state association. So we're able to really break things down into this microcosm of how does it affect people in Elkhart County? How does it affect people in St. Joe County? And and be able to, you know, then correlate that information, put it together and take it back to our legislators and, and help in that regard. And not only just as it relates to our, our legislators, but actually just how it relates to our fellow citizens, our, you know, the constituents, as we mentioned earlier. Um, just last night, uh, for example, myself and a, a small portion of my team met with the Elkhart mayor's office and their, um, this is their fair housing week. So we put together an initiative to where the, uh, elementary middle school and high school students could come up and design a fair housing poster. And then we went through and, and chose the three winners in each category. And last night we got to present those to the kids and their families. And it did come with a little monetary award. It helps uh, increase the act- activity of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's events like that to where we're, we're coming right back out in the community and helping them understand the resources that they have. You know, I don't think everybody understands exactly how fair housing works, you know, and, and if you feel like you've been discriminated against, you have an outlet and you have it locally as well as, you know, this name, nameless, faceless thing out in the nation itself. You actually have people locally that you can go to for help. And that is just one of, of many programs that exist out there, you know, to, to protect Hoosier homeowners and, and the realtors. I can promise you after doing this for 12 years, your realtor people in your community are probably the most likely to volunteer and serve their time and give of their time and do it selflessly. And that was one of the things that I certainly didn't understand the first couple of years that I was a realtor, exactly what the NAR does and, and, and how they do it and how much they do, not just to support the, the NAR and to keep it, you know, moving to keep it the largest trade organization, but 
but it's a lot of selfless actions. Um, I can give you a couple examples. One of the, the articles I read recently where NAR filed an amicus brief, um, which is basically where you're coming in on, on one side of, of a, a lawsuit. And in this certain situation, they were trying to protect a homeowner whose property was claimed and sold through a tax sale. And in this situation, the county was able, and legally at this point, to keep the surplus proceeds. So there was an additional $25,000. After the tax sale was satisfied and back taxes were paid, there was $25,000. I, I can't say that that was stolen from that homeowner, but it was certainly kept by the county in this situation. And this is not a local county for us, so I feel a little more comfortable talking about it. But, but uh, the legislature or the uh, the lawsuit right now is trying the NAR basically giving them their support, giving them the resources that we have to try to to get that money back for mm-hmm. the homeowner. Um, so it's that's just one of so many examples that I could give you, um, and I don't want to just rattle off one thing after another, but. Yeah, I, one other one really quick with some of the changes that we've seen in the market where maybe people bought their home and they spent more than they anticipated to get into that home and now they're facing some kind of a challenge. Um, for example, it's it's around 9% of borrowers who borrowed using an FHA, a Federal Housing Administrative Loan, about 9% of them are facing some stage of delinquency um, in the first quarter of 2022. That's, that's actually improving a little bit. But the last thing that we need is one in 10 you know, recent home buyers to face foreclosure. So right now we've got the NAR appealing to the commissioner of the FHA, which is actually the commissioner's name is Gordon, which if you're a Bat fan, Batman fan right away, I thought, oh, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at legislation right now that could give an extension to those homeowners, um, not just saying, hey, don't worry about payments. Um, we st- you still need to make your payments. But essentially, it would take those 30-year loans and turn them into 40-year loans. So what that's going to allow people to do, that again, extends that amortization table. It reduces the the amount of principal and interest that's paid every single month. So it makes those, you know, the possibility there for the homeowner to stay in the home and also reduce the amount of payments that they're paying every single month. Wow. That's a lot. And I'm grateful to know um, just how deeply involved the NAR is in in Hoosier uh, homeowners' lives in in that sense and how they're available to them. Thank you for that. Just very, very quickly, um, if you give me a 10-second, 20-second version of how does um, perhaps the Silicon Valley Bank demise affect real estate? Does it or does it not? Well, it can eventually. Um, The good news is that uh, the banking troubles that we've seen here have in large part been due to the bank's own mismanagement of their assets. It has really not related to housing at all. Silicon Valley, um, as I know how educated your buyers are, so I'm probably recapping things that they already know, but but their issue was that they, you know, they made poor choices with their asset portfolio. Um, you know, they they took the assets that they made from their loans. Um, they were big tech startup company, you know, and so as that boomed, they boomed, you know, during the COVID years. Well, they put a lot of that money into government bonds. So when inflation moved up, the value of those bonds moved down. And when the runs began and people began to you know, pull out their deposits from that bank, they were forced to sell those bonds at a loss to get cash to pay for those withdrawals. So that had nothing to do with housing. It, it really, or I should say such a small minutiae of it had to do with housing that it, it's certainly nothing that we can look back and say, oh boy, here we go again. We're about to enter one of those great recessions like we had in 2008. Um, nothing that I'm seeing so far would point to that really in any way at all. 
Well, that's good news. And I'll tell you what else, uh, you know, with your vast knowledge and everything that you know, that um, trickles into your just real estate business where you help people find the, their dream home like I did. And I was highly recommended to use you um, by not one, but several people. And it was truly an amazing decision because I'll tell you what, when it comes to buying and selling a home, it, it, it's on so many levels on how, on the importance in your life. It's emotional. It's psychological. It's financial. It's, it's just so many different things. Um, you need somebody who truly knows what they're doing, not just someone who can show you a house and say, sign on the dotted line. No, you need somebody who knows their craft, who knows the business. And Nick Wise is that guy. And I am so grateful that uh, you were my guy for that, you know, in real estate and that you continue to be the guy now that is really helping uh, Elkhart County and Michiana to really uh, just go forward and in the best way and keep things real for us here because it's an ever fluctuating situation and we need someone to guide us through all that is. People can find you easily because you still, even though you're so involved with now with the county politics and the NAR and and the presidency of the Elkhart County Board and all that kind of thing, you're still available to show houses for buying and selling, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. Like I said, the market getting back to normal has been a real blessing. Uh, I can fully enjoy my job, and and absolutely, I'm available. And you can call me anytime. Um, is it okay to drop the phone number? Well, please. Gosh, you are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I do my direct line. You can call me. You can text me. You can email me, uh, 574-584-4009. Or, of course, you can find me on the web at N-I-C-W-Y-S-E. So, nickwise.com, N-I-C-W-Y-S-E. And he's the nicest to work with. I'm Laura Smith. For this week's edition of Spotlight on Business, you can always go to our podcast page and find it. Hear it again because there's so much to learn every time Nick Wise is on. Thanks so much. Have a great week, everyone. See you next time. If you missed any part of today's show, log on to 953mnc.com and look for the Spotlight on Business podcast. Be sure to tune in again next Sunday afternoon at 4.30 for Spotlight on Business on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station.